Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host today, Colin Brown, and I'm joined by Bob D. Hello there. And Will Pintart. Hello there. What we're going to talk a bit about today is the Nantex. Um, so we've talked about the Nantex quite a bit, uh, but we're going to try and have a bit of a different slant to our previous conversations on it today and kind of, you know, d- discuss the impact it's going to have on the meta, uh, what you can do to combat it, and also the effect it's had on, you know, people list building and how they kind of view the game a little bit, I suppose. So... Will, I know you've had some strong opinions on this and how people have been talking about the Nantex and how it's affected the game. What do you think is going on? Um, yeah, I just don't think people have got a, a balanced approach to it and, and see it for what it is. Um, people are just screaming to high heaven that it's bad, it's bad, it's bad for the game, blah, blah, blah. And and then getting everyone to rally to their call. Um, I don't agree with it because it can be beaten. And I've been beaten with it a number of times and I've seen loads of other people been beaten with it another time. So it, it can't be that bad. Um, I, I think it does shape the meta, don't get me wrong. Right? You, you have to work around it. You have to have a list that combats it. Um, the question is, how many of them are we going to see? Um, I think people's biggest worry is some facts. Is it I6? Oh. Yes. Yeah. I mean... What what's annoying me is people are going, oh, it's out of order, it's I6. This thing can focus and it can evade. And it can, and it can twizzle its turret. And Yeah. It can't focus, evade, target lock, change crits and double reposition all in one turn. And it doesn't Vader, have any shields. Which Vader, yeah, and it doesn't have shields. Which Vader can. So why... Is it so out of order that this ship is doing it? I'll tell you why. Because people are flying aces. This thing is an ace killer. You outbid the aces and it kills aces. That's what this thing does. That's what it's there to do. That's what's been put in the game for. So people getting upset that it's killing aces, well, that's what it's there for, to kill aces. All right? So that, that's what's going to happen. Yes, it can be quite oppressive to lower PS stuff as well. So I'm not denying that. But, you know, for an ace killer... Is doing its job, killing aces. You know that, and it, it, it's not got double reposition. It repositions itself and repositions you, but it can't boost. You know what I mean? It it, it can't bend, bendy boost. So it, it's not as bad, I don't think, as what people think it is. But it is a very strong threat. Do not get me wrong. I think I agree with that. Um, the the cis have been missing an I six ship ever since release, because they were the only faction that didn't have one. Even the First Order got quick draw and the TIE Fighter, whatever that is, uh, floating about. And it meant that for the the CIS, the only real option for a go-to list was originally the Infiltrators before Hate got a points increase, and then the CIS Swarm. And the CIS Swarm is good. It's been doing really well. But it meant there was a, a part of the game that, that CIS just didn't have access to that every other faction had lots of access to. There's, there's loads of different ways of playing aces, even amongst some of the uh, the rebel builds with Han Solo and Wedge. And there was just nothing in Separatists that, that came anywhere near that. So I think they definitely need an I6. Mm. 
and and I think with with this i6, it is introducing a new way to play the game. It is not just about repositioning your own ship; it's also about repositioning your opponent. And and just as a, a competent ace player is thinking, right, okay, if I afterburners and then a barrel roll, where does that put me? This is about taking uh, Sunfac and saying, okay, if I forward boost with self-tractor and rotate the turret where does that put me in relation to this other ship where can i put that other ship to get uh, a maximum shot whilst avoiding its arc and it's a new way of, of playing the game but we've had new ways of playing the game lots of times before uh, the the interceptor when it first came out in first edition was was a new way of of looking at stuff and then most significantly, I think the the Phantoms, when they came along, that was a radically different way of, of looking at the game. Then Trajectory Simulator. And the sky didn't fall in, and it, it's not going to fall in with, uh, with Sunfac. I will note that both Phantoms and Tradsim had a fairly significant nerf. Or at least Tradsim and Genius. Yeah, that, that was a really bad example, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I mean... So I've had I've had messages and I've spoke to people, um, well respected people within the community. That, do you know what I mean? Really good players that I've got a lot of respect for, and they've said to me, "Yeah, but it it means I'm having to look at things from from the list building aspect. I'm having to look at this ship before list building." Well, I'm not being funny, but every time I've put something on the table, I've got I've looked at myself and gone, "Can this beat in paces? Can this beat swarm?" But can this beat Jedi in the last few months? And that, to me, tells me that they're all at the list-building phase. So what's the problem with this having to build at the list-building phase? What is the difference? It, you know what I mean? I, if I'm having to figure out, well, I need a plan for Jedi, because Jedi is very big in the meta at the moment, I need a plan for Jedi. Even when I wrote my some fact list and all the rest of it, I I had the Jedi in mind of beating that. That's why I've got such a large bid, because I need to bid outbid the Jedi. So there you so go. So what are you what are you running at, Will? I'm running at one eight five. So you've got oh you got the list I'm using with um, Sunfat with Pred and um, Ensnare and Chertek with Ensnare and Grievous with Title and Outmaneuver. Yeah, I'm also flying the Dooku Swarm, but you know it, I'm I'm juggling between the two at the moment and playing them both, but. You know, it's I'm having to put that on the table and go, can it beat Jedi? I'm having to go such a low bid in order to beat Jedi because I think if I don't, Jedi would smash me up because they'd reposition around me. I mean, he has got an arc that he can swizzle. Fair enough, some fat has. But let's be honest, if that arc is facing the left and then your ship is on the left, when I move and you're still on the left, I can't swizzle that back to the left. It's got to st- it's got to swizzle somewhere else, so it's not getting you an arc. Simple. If I've got he- to do a red move to do that, I can't. I still can't swizzle. So I'm not passing that tractor token onto you and all the rest of it. So that you know that there is that. There's also the rear arc. Some fact has a rear arc which he cannot shoot out of or twizzle his arc to. So if you get behind him and you can quite easily. And if you outbid him as well, so say people are looking at Sunfac and Swarm, for instance, Sunfac plus six or Sunfac plus sign. If you're outbidding Sunfac plus six, you can manoeuvre behind him. 
you've got fine-tuned controls, all the rest of it from Jedi lists, you've got afterburners, you've got all sorts of, of tricks on these aces to beat some fac. If he outbids you, then yes, fair enough, it's harder. But but the I mean the the turret arc, having played with Sun Fac, and I think he's pretty good. He's he's definitely a ship to experiment with, play with, enjoy. But I do not think that he is a ship that can just rock up and say, Oh yeah, I brought Sun Fac, can I have my tournament with him, please? And the reason for that is the arc play. As you say, if you've got an arc on something and you're you're on one of your flanks, you have to move that arc if you're using the, the tractor shenanigans. The dial is pretty good. You've got the hard one. And hard one plus some tractoring means that you can maintain an arc for eternity. But the answer to that is to fly away from him very quickly. Because if you do that, then he's going to end up out of position, exposed to uh, stuff getting around the back of him and all the rest of it. And uh, in a way, Rick Ollier is pretty good against him because Rick Ollier is a specialist at, at hammering past these things. Yeah. I mean, I mean Rick Ollier goes five forward and past them. And I don't think it is that easy for like AC type ships to just go past them. Like if you run away from them, you're not getting him out of position in relation to, to you. You're getting out of position in relation to him and just screaming past them. It can be very difficult with the one hard and the turret arc to kind of escape that and be in an effective place. Like I do, I do think it is very hard for aces to to deal with them. Well, when, like when, the when you look at it as a choice between turning hard left or turning hard right, <coughs> that immediately opens stuff up <laughs> because actually he's going to have to do one or the other in order to keep his arc on the target by switching it, mm-hmm. and and that actually makes him reasonably predictable in terms of where his final position is going to be if you know how to read the ship, and a good player will do that. Yeah, that is true. So I played. This is kind of leading into my thoughts on like people are losing their minds about it, but maybe a bit too soon. So like I've played a bit against both of you and against Bob. We had a few games last Thursday, and in the first one, Sunfac absolutely destroyed Luke. You know, it was my first time on the board against it, and I wasn't really ready for what it could do. Um, and he just just rinsed Luke, and then we set up another game, and he didn't. You know, you learned what to do. You learned to look for where the arc is and how to get it in position relative to that. You know, it's. I think part of the problem with it is that people are going, oh, I played him once and he smashed me. But you need to play it, you know, two times, three times, four times. Get better at it. Well, just as when the Phantoms first came out, there was a lot of reports that the sky was going to fall in. But the, the release of the Phantom coincided with the beginnings of the game getting really big. Oh, it's it's terrible the way it can reposition. All right, the reposition was nerfed later. But once you worked out that, in fact, what a TIE Phantom did was Candy Cane, then you had two options. You could either try and outfly the, the Candy Cane decloak hard one, or alternatively, you could take an I-6 or an I-10, as it was then, Han Solo, and shoot at him with the turret. And that would take out the Phantoms quite nicely. And... Once players learned how to play against the Phantom, the the moaning calmed down. I mean, the Phantom remained a really strong ship and it still needed a bit of a nerf, but the nerf didn't come for a year or more after it was released. And and actually the game the game grew faster than than it ever has. I mean, there's other things to beat some fact. Overwhelming firepower. 
Um, yes, you can arc dodge to a point, but you've got one forward and barrel roll. That's what you've got. Swarm, he struggles against Swarm. If you've got multiple two-dice shots, he's only so long he's going to survive. Right? Simple as that. Yes, he may tractor one ship, but he's going to tractor one ship. That is it, a small base ship as well at that. So you've got a swarm gleaming. You're gonna What you're going to do, tractor my 20-point droid. Brilliant. My other six droids could be pretty much facing you in a kill box at that point. Or even if five of them, four of them are facing you, you're still getting shot. Right? I got sh- I got one shotted with some fact the other day from range three. It was a pure sun tear fell moment. Four dice, boom, gone. And I, I, I blanked out and got one shotted off the board with a crit. There you go. But it, it does happen, but like you can't take odd variant spikes as a proof that a ship is fine. No, no, I'm not saying the variant spike proves that the ship is fine, but it's got this thing has no shields. There's, there's, there's nothing shielding it. It can take crits really easily. All you need is to get one crit through, and it could end some facts day in an instant. You could get one. I mean, I think what you're saying is, I think what you're saying is there is no margin for error if you're playing with some fac. No, there isn't. If you get it wrong and you take too many shots, or you get it wrong and you take one massive shot, then you are super exposed, and and that's also true of some tier fell. Yeah. You know, if you get some tier wrong, you've got exactly the same problems you got with some fac. But some tier fell isn't eighty points. That's yeah. my point. Do you know what I mean? He's not eighty points. If you're taking some fat living snare, some fa- you you could get one lucky shot on some fac and he's done, you know. And and it is the case. Bombs as well. Bombs are a massive threat to these things. Holy hell! You can, you know, you, you might have a you might have a boost or a barrel roll, but it doesn't mean if you, if someone predicts it and you you know you're putting bombs in the right place, especially them new bombs that go out to range two and you're in the wrong place when that drops. Uh. They're 14 points. If you're taking them, you're losing a lot against other stuff. Yeah, you are. But bombs are still viable in the game. I mean, Sean, look mm. at Sean. Sean, on, on the last episode, that he's now looking at Venny. Mm. Venny's, mm. Venny's a good shout in the meta at the moment. He is a good shout. All the swarms, all that you're getting at the moment, that Venny can smash swarms up. If your people are worried about some fact, you're smashing some fact up with bombs. There's a, there's a lot to be said for bombs at the moment, especially against some fact. Large base ships, medium base ships, it, there's loads of options against it. I think people are really upset because they're putting their aces on the table, not realising what some fact does and getting smashed up right, in one game by some fact. And they, they played aces, they didn't outbid it or whatever it was, and they got smashed up and they're like, well, this is shocking. Well, yeah. <laughs> And we've had a solid six months or even more of small base meta, where it's been Rebel Beef, Jedi, Separatist Swarm, in paces. Mm. And now we've got a ship that thrives in that small base meta. So the answer is maybe consider some big bases. And and now we look and, and Desi's are doing uh, all right, winning the Italian Nationals, I think. Um, the Nantex wasn't even legal there, so <laughs> no. Well, that's yeah. So the, I mean, that goes to show the Desi does have legs even without Nantexes to prey on. And Han is still knocking about. And and actually, if if Nantexes are going to come along and be fodder for those big bases, I, I think that's got to be a good thing. 
I get that people who are used to to winning in particular ways with their particular build and, and have got used to that over the course of several months don't like to see that change. But actually, the, the Nantex with the, the curious double reposition that it offers is a new way to play the game. And it's really interesting to me. I've enjoyed playing with it. I've enjoyed playing against it. And I, I really like that it's opening up uh, a space for, for big bases to come back into the game in a meaningful way. So, so talking about big bases and the small base meta. So I think when people are talking a bit about, you know, you're playing more into the list building phase. I think previously you could bring things like Imperial Aces or Jedi and you'd have a reasonable matchup against anything you would see. You know, some would be better than others, some would be worse, but you wouldn't lose the game by bringing a decent Jedi list. But now, potentially, there there could be, you bring your Sunfak list, you see Jedi, you rub your hands together. You see Han, and you put your head in your hands. Right? You just lose based on matchup. It's rock, paper, scissors, and that's not particularly fun if it does turn out to be true. Could that be the case? It's at least possible, but... Try taking Skurgs in the uh, in the triple Skurg versus uh, Phantoms, and I played Phantoms maybe eight or ten times competitively, and I lost. I think I think all ten of those, and it got to the point at the System Open where I hit my third game against Quad Phantoms, and I just thought, right, I'll go for a pint rather than play this. And and it what the the matchup. Uh, the, the, the importance of matchups is is nothing new in 2.0. I mean that that Skurg list dominated against pretty much everything else. Um, I think I lost two games that weren't against Quad Phantoms, one against a weird um, Skick Swarm, and one against uh, Rasta Mace running Handbrake Hand, and he's quite a tasty player. So, you know, it was a strong list, but it had a very hard counter. And, and my response to that counter was try not to get pulled against it. And as soon as I did get pulled against it, I had a bad time. But I don't really have a problem with that. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you okay. could to the point, well, I think. I mean, I've taken maybe I've it taken, isn't. If, if sorry, but maybe it isn't. If you get to the point where you think, oh, I just don't want to play this. I'm just not bothered. I'm going to go to the pub. Is that is that good? Um, you take a calculated risk. I mean, I I went to the system opens looking to do well. And in Birmingham, out of six games, I hit three quad phantoms. And the result was I went three and three. And then I got to the GC and I didn't see any quad phantoms. And when did I lose one on day one? Not sure. Maybe I lost one. Um, and then ended up meeting George Delapina in the, the top eight, I think, who, who just outflew me. I can, I can absolutely handle that. Um, taking the, the, the Skurgs to um, Colorado, um, no dramas at all. Uh, and then first round of cut, hit the quad phantom. And that's the risk you take taking a list like that. And I'm okay with that. You're taking a strong list and there's a hard counter. And it's the same with the Nantex. It's a strong uh, ship versus the, the small base lists, provided that they don't spread their fire with the swarm and provided that you don't get two Jedi bidding even lower and provided that you don't get the the nightmare of a large base to deal with. But you've got all those risks in the meta. And it, it, it strikes me as, as an interesting tournament playing risk to take. If you do take the Nantex and you are looking to feed on aces, fantastic. I hope you have a good time and I hope you beat up loads of ace players because that type of X-Wing isn't really my thing. But on the other hand, 
I hope that sooner or later you come up against a big base and the Nantex just gets blown away. I mean, it's, it swings to roundabouts, and I, I really don't get the sky falling in. If people don't like playing X-Wing, don't play X-Wing. Name, name me a game where you don't take something that has hard counters. Name me any, any board game or any sort of game on this planet that doesn't have some sort of hard counter to something that's good. You know, this, <laughs> this illusion of balance. I mean, but the thing is, it, it doesn't, like, you don't want it to be in an extreme case, right? You can definitely bring, like you said, no matter what you bring, you'll have good and bad matchups. But you don't want it to be an extreme case where, like, there's three lists in the meta, you've got a 90% win rate. If you bring list A, you've got a 90% win rate against list B and a 10% win rate against list C. Like, that's not good. You're, you are basically just, you're not even rolling dice. You're just, you're rolling a, three, a three-sided three dice. So, some fact is good against aces. Yes, but, we've covered right, that. Right. He's not good against big bases. He's not good against swarm. What, what, what other archetypes do you want to throw there? He's not as great against beef because beef again has lots of lots of damage, generally medium and large base ships. He's probably he's not very good against sinker swarm. So the only thing he's really really good against is aces. So where where's where's the rock paper? You know what I mean? Where's the rock paper scissors? There, yeah. If I get put in front of a Jedi player, then probably going to beat him, especially if I've outbid but, him. But, but there's the more to if you look at X-wing, it's not just lists. That's right. Like sinker swarm and Vulture Swarm are very similar in a lot of ways. So you can look at it as archetypes. It can be Aces, Sunfac, Big Base, and Swarm, or something like that. Like, I'm not saying that is what it's boiling down to. I'm just saying I can understand... One thing I will agree with you, Colm, is with with the Nantex, I do think that... Um, we've discussed it before. I do think it should be fully execute a manoeuvre with the um, moving the arc and the tractor beam i don't think it should be after executing the maneuver i think that would go some way to appeasing people because the fact that some fact can still be bumped and still do that i'd say is probably a bit harsh so i i agree with that 100 percent. yeah i think i think that's a mistake and I, I think if they remedy that i don't think people would be as worried because then there would be more counters um it, even more so more counters for it i agree I, yeah I think it would take it out of an ace play uh, if that happened, I imagine, and then stick it more with a swarm. But, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not like the, the ultimate defender of this shit where I go, I'm going, right, no, it's completely fine, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying it's completely fine. I am saying it is a strong ship. It is a damn strong ship. But, and they can slightly, they can change it with the fully executed manoeuvre uh, to s s spin the arc. I fully agree with that. Right. I don't know how they do that though. Errata. I mean, one of the one of the points of 2.0 was that the printed cards were the printed cards, and they would never change. But we can play with the slots and the points. I mean, the only way they could do it would be by introducing an FAQ that says, whenever we say execute maneuver, we mean fully execute, and that could play mayhem with all kinds of other things. Well, I don't necessarily. So before 2.0 came out, the the developers did discuss Arata, and they could say they said the most up-to-date versions of the cards are in the app, so they could just Arata the card. I think that's fine. Yeah. 
So that, so there we go. I mean, I, I think that would go a long way to solving solving the problems with it and appeasing the masses that are really upset with this ship. But like, like the best advice, Colm, is what you give. Take it to your local league night, play the person who's playing the Nantex and get a feel for what it does if, before everyone goes on this mad witch hunt saying it's ridiculous. You know, it's not even had a chance to prove itself yet in tournaments or anything. So, you know, let's... I, I've certainly seen it played down south and I've certainly seen it played up north and it hasn't won the tournaments that it's played in. So if that's going something to tell you, by there you go. Maybe spend more time in the gaming store and less time at the computer. Yeah. <laughs> that means going outside. Not a fan of that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a nice summary. I think I'm in two minds a bit on it. Like, I can definitely see the complaints... But I'm also excited to see where things go. So, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> that's that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens at Worlds. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, right, well, we've waffled on for quite a while on that. It's uh, it's quite a divisive topic, but it is definitely an interesting one, I think, and I hope the listeners agree. Um, but for today, it is goodbye from Bob. Ta-da. Goodbye from Will. Ta-da. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Let the sky.